T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome everybody inside the Permission Granted Podcast. We're with you here as always, on iTunes, so simply search Permission Granted Podcast on iTunes or on the normal DA Show feed on iTunes. You'll hear us there. We always post it to the Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash the DA Show. Moraz joins me now, and really the story of the week has been you eating dog poop, and I, I can openly say poop. Let's go behind the scenes, though. You tweeted okay. this on Sunday, yes. and I was just disgusted by it, and I said, we have to address this on Monday morning. When I come into you on Monday, I'm like, well, we have to talk about you eating dog poop. You're like, okay, well, we can't use poop, right? Right. What was the worry here, like, of what words we could use to describe that? I can't say dog crap. Okay. Yeah, I guess, see, this is what the PGP is for, right? It's for going deeper and going more behind the scenes. If there was ever a PGP needed, I guess it's to address this whole situation, discuss everything that went on with it. You can't say crap. You can't say poop. You can't, can't? say... Can't say the S word. You can. Now, here's the thing. When we were working nights or overnights, there's that fair haven, safe haven. What's the exact words for it? Safe haven, I guess. Safe haven, where you're not supposed to say stuff like that, but technically the FCC cannot sue the station because it's it happened. Post 6 p.m. or something? Exactly. You literally have to watch what you say. Now, our bosses take that to another level, and I know because we had an affiliate complaint that we talked about farts too much or something three years ago. Yeah. Our bosses are not the type that find uh, farts and poops funny, if you will. Mm-mm. And Jay Berman has had this expression, I give him credit, if you don't find anything about a fart or a poop funny, you have the problem. Mm. It was always a Jay Berman line. But maybe they find it funny, but just not in a corporate sense. Maybe on a corporate sense where I'm just of the belief of, hey, let's make everybody laugh and have some fun because these are everyday things people can relate Let to. Let her rip, literally. Let her rip. So it's the wording, and I know they've been, like, even when you discuss, like, a player uh, maybe getting booed on by fans, they don't want you saying, you know, he really got crapped on there. You know what I mean? You could say he played like crap, but the act of yeah pooping on or— You can't say the guy pissed down his leg. Pissed down you his leg. You can't say peed down his leg. No, they don't even like pissed off, but they'll let that get away. They don't but like if, pissed off either. But you can get away with it, but they try to get you off the tick. So as far as now talking about— we're unprecedented territory. I don't think they've ever had somebody on the air discuss eating dog poop and actually did it. Yeah. So I just wanted to be careful with the word usage there and relate it to those. So, so we, we tried to come up with words, obviously. We came up with uh, dog chips. <laughs> we we came up with doggy dipping dots. You had a marble in there, I believe. Dog a, marble. A dog marble. Uh, I think those were all solid ones. And we were even questioning at this point, was Dingleberry <laughs> able to be used? I would have liked to use Dingleberry, but I feel like that's too descriptive. But meanwhile, I believe on the Watch DA page, the headline was Dingleberry Disasters. <laughs> 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 like that. 
It was, yeah. We ran that with Hickey. Hickey was the producer on Monday right. morning show. Right, let's throw him under the bus vocally here. Well, and I, he asked me, is that okay? And I said, I think on the stream it is because I don't, you know, there there's actually no rules. There's no FCC. It's just the internet. Right. right. And as Bart now, said, we're a flip, co- uh, flip book. Who knows where exists yeah. even over there? Yeah. So, yes, the main graphic headline, this is why you have to watch WatchDA.com and the broadcast. It said Dingleberry Disaster <laughs> as we talked about you eating dog crap. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was heinous. It was disgusting. I could go more in depth on it here that we couldn't do on the air. If All right. Like. What, what have you not said on the air that you could say here? I mean, well, I want to address something. Everybody and you brought this up and I really want to hammer this home. Why couldn't I simply throw this away? Yeah. Right. When you picked up the, what was now known as dog poop that I thought was a granola bar. Why couldn't we? You thought it was a chocolate chip off of a granola bar. Right. I'm sorry. Chocolate chip off a granola bar. Why? Everybody has asked, why didn't you just throw it away? Why was your instinct to put it in your mouth? The truth is. <laughs> I was essentially, my wife had to get up for work an hour after this moment. I was on my way out the door to meet up with buddies and my sister, and we were going on a friend's boat, okay? I am close to the door. I let the dog out to go to the bathroom, runs back in. I'm trying to eat this granola bar quick. My gar- nearest garbage is all the way in my kitchen. Not a far walk, mind you, but I'm basically just trying to let the dog in and get out the door. So when I saw it, I wasn't about to make a move all the way back into my kitchen to throw out a little chocolate chip. And knowing that I hadn't eaten an hour earlier, it was within the last three minutes, <laughs> I was just going to pop it in my mouth and roll out the door, and nobody would ever know I ate a chocolate chip off the ground. It would be only me. Obviously, I learned my lesson now. Just when in doubt, stop being lazy and go to a garbage. You could have thrown it out the door, too. Yes, but then it's going to go in the backyard where the dog goes to the bathroom. I don't want him chewing on it. The whole idea is a dog cannot eat chocolate. If this was a vanilla chip, a peanut butter chip, I would have left the damn thing in the ground and don't care. I was trying to save the dog in the process. I was also being lazy and not wanting to walk all the way back to the kitchen because I had my cooler in one of my hands to get the heck out the door and get on the boat. That is why that (laughs) occurred the way it did. Why couldn't you tell that on the air? Well, to be honest, when we were talking about the story... In the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, okay, we're talking about the nut. I want to just get to the nuts and bolts here. I ate dog crap, thought it was a chocolate chip. I didn't know how long I could go into prolonging this story without the bosses calling down the hall. Do we need 15 minutes of you describing why you ate dog crap? Got it. So that's why. So that's why I want to address that, why it wasn't thrown away and why it was popped in my mouth. That is exactly why. <laughs> By the way, 48 hours later, my wife refuses to kiss me, and I slept in another bed last night. Really? She's even looked at me. She goes, I know it's all fun and games, but it honestly disgusts me. <laughs> and, she, and she said, and now that you guys talked about it on the air and everybody's friends with the Facebook page, her aunt and mother both called her and asked how disgusting I was and warned her basically that I need to keep mouthwashing and she could catch a disease from me or something. Wow. So it's really everybody's exiling me from my wife's family <laughs> now because I ate dog crap and I'm looked at that she's married a loser basically. This is like when you kind of, threw out there that you might have you might want to part-time drive uber yes <laughs> she said i didn't marry an uber driver <laughs> <laughs> i didn't sign up for this i'm gonna go back and tell everybody i married an uber driver <laughs> but hey whatever pays the bill now she knows that you're she married somebody that ate dog crap yeah at least I have a sense of humor that I can laugh about it, though, right? Yeah, so why was your first inclination to take to social media to let everybody know that? Well, my first inclination was to mouthwash and brush my teeth, and about 20 minutes had settled <laughs> since it happened. And really what cued me off in the, how funny the moment was was that my wife woke up. Like I said, she only had one hour left to sleep. She, we had gone to bed later the night before, and she walked out of the bedroom like all disheveled. The hair was a mess and looked at me like yelling at me like, why are you gagging? Why is the dog barking at you? Because it was pandemonium and chaos in our small apartment. Like, 
what is going on? I'm trying to sleep. And she's yelling at me. Uh-huh. And I looked at her, and the only thing I could utter out was, I just ate crap. I just <laughs> ate crap. And now she loses. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You ate crap. And I tried describing it, and I keep gagging and throwing up. And then she loses, starts laughing, and calls me a disgusting pig, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until I got with my sister and her boyfriend where I'm telling them what just happened and why I'm throwing up. And we're driving to the boat where they're dying laughing. I go, okay, you know what? I guess this is funny. I'm kind of, I've at least semi over it to the point where it's not my mouth anymore. I said, I I bet you this will give people a laugh. So I took the social media then. It wasn't like I'm gagging and tweeting at the same time. It was about 20 minutes after. What was the chaos that ensued? So you pop in the dog pellet into your mouth. You swallow it. You realize, oh, my God, this is dog crap. And there's no getting it up. And Right. And so what happens then? What happens then is I immediately have the taste, and I have a regurgitation, like, oh, no. And I'm looking down. I want to yell at the dog, and the dog is looking at me all helpless like he was trying to warn me not to eat it when I thought he was going to eat it because it was chocolate. And immediately I go to the bathroom, <laughs> and I start running water, and I'm putting water in my mouth quick. <laughs> And I'm, like, gagging into the sink. But nothing is coming up. Through. It's like I puked. Like you nothing. were trying to vomit it up. And it was. It was like that gagging. You know, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm putting that down. So finally I grabbed my toothbrush. And I, kid you not, I put toothpaste on the toothbrush. And I squeeze toothpaste into my <laughs> mouth. And I just go around and around and around. I'm spitting it out. I mouthwashed. I toothbrushed again. And then I mouthwashed. I kept mouthwashing. I went through, I'm not lying, a third of a bottle of Listerine. And thankfully I had just gone food shopping. I had a fresh bottle. And she could hear, at, while I'm doing all this and I'm gagging, the dog is standing in the bathroom barking at me. And he doesn't only bark. He's like, woo, woo, woo. Like, like almost like he sees I'm in a panic state. So she is, again, trying to sleep. But she thinks I'm just going to be quiet on my way to a boat. Comes out and, what the hell is going on? Starts yelling. Like, I'm trying to sleep. Why is he barking? Why are you gagging? Why is the water running all over the place? And I immediately yelled, I just ate crap. I just ate crap. And that was the chaos. Did you ate, Did you say I ate crap or you ate S? No, I said crap. I just ate crap. And I didn't say dog crap. So that was the other thing, too, that registered in our mind. <laughs> what do you mean you ate crap? Why did you eat crap? So, yes, it was a lot of pandemonium. And, again, it took me a little while to, under, to grasp the context of the funniness of the moment if it uh-huh. wasn't you swallowing it. So I figured that's when I was like, you know what? I make fun of myself all the time. I'll put this out on social media. It's a sh- It's probably an overshare, but I'm glad that you did overshare. An overshare, okay. Yeah, I'm glad that you did because it has given us, I mean, hours upon hours of content. Did, did you not find out until the next morning, by the way? Yeah. I w- okay, because you didn't contact me all Sunday. When you walked in Monday, this is a good behind the scenes, you were out on Friday. You had gone to Hamilton Thursday night, and you had like a boat cruise around Manhattan Friday. So when I saw you, I'm like, oh, how did, that was the boat cruise. And you were like, well, a lot's happened since we left. Remember, I saw Hamilton, and you ate dog crap. So, <laughs> so I was greeted. And I, and I wasn't even aware that you knew. Even though I put it on social media, I wasn't going to provide you with that information because I, in the back of my mind, I was scared they were going to get mad that I ate dog crap when we were talking about it on the air. So I, you, you want were your scared bro- the bosses were. Right. So honestly, I didn't come in with the intention Monday of bringing this up and talking about it on the air. If you saw it, you saw it, and you, ha- and you never said it to me Sunday, so I was letting it go. And then when you brought it up, I was like, oh, no, he really is aware here. I, I think I saw it on the subway in on Monday morning because on Sunday I was with my folks, and I was at the pool, and I just kind of had zoned out all day Sunday on Twitter. Oh, you know what happened? This is very funny why this happened. When did, Sunday morning was when the Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry video hit. Right. That I wasn't aware of until Monday morning, ironically. Yeah. So I see this and I just tweet out, I think Steph Curry's, I just think he's a brat. But, you know, people can disagree with that. So I tweet out that video and I'm like, really nice look, Steph. Taking pot shot to the greatest player, one of the greatest players of all time. 
you're like the seventh grader we all hated in high school. <laughs> Thinking about like when you're in high school and there's the kid in middle school that's always coming up to the high school and says like, I want to play ball with you guys or I want to hang out with you guys or whatever. And you're just like, oh, shut up. Go away. That's right. who Steph Curry reminds me of. So I tweet this out. It is a firestorm on my Twitter feed all day Sunday to the point where I had to log off to the point where I actually said, is Twitter still worth it for me? Wow. Well, because you're not relaxing then on a Sunday. You're just dealing with bozos for no reason. And you know what? I have to look at myself because I took a shot at somebody. And so all these Steph Curry defenders and LeBron haters just came out of the woodwork to the point where most of these people didn't follow me, but somebody must have retweeted it. And then suddenly it just went bonkers. Firestorm. Who are you? Who do you think you are? You're a bronze sexual. You're just a defender. That's a weird one, bronze sexual. Take his penis out of your mouth. Or really letting it fly. I mean, <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe. And, and what type of people were coming after me? And I said, whoa, this is not the type of people I normally deal with. No. You know, most of the stuff. This wasn't Jeff and, uh, you know. Or Chuck in Nashville. No, it, th- these were people that kind of didn't know me that just wanted to, a firefight. And, like, an overwhelming amount of them. And what time in the morning are you dealing with all these people? This is probably at 11 a.m. or okay. so. So two hours PC. So I tweeted out, and I don't think much of it. And then I'm really not back on it for maybe another hour or so to just check in on if there's reaction to the Steph video. And then I just see my at mentions to the point where I could not read all the at mentions because it kept saying, load more here, load more here, load That's more insane. here. And they're all hyper vicious. Hyper vicious. So let me guess, you never got one of these. I agree with you, DA. Great take. No. Okay. None. I mean, everybody absolutely obliterating me, to, which made me want to respond. So I responded like. Bro, you teach me not to respond to these people. Totally. And so I saw that, but I saw all of these people and I said, let me just respond to one so that they know my response. Okay. So that it's not just like, I'm throwing this out there and there's a reason I said this. Fair enough. So I respond to one and that just created another whole thing. Women, women saying, what, what, what are you missing in your life that you would go after Steph like this? Like, what did your parents teach you? And I'm like, whoa, this got so weird. What did Curry do for them? It got so weird. So that's when, by noon, I said, you know what? I'm not going to be instigated to to respond. I'm logging off Twitter for the rest of the day. If I check anything, it's just going to be the CBS Sports app to see what's going on. It's oh, a good mentality to have because you got to cleanse it. It's a Sunday. You're just going to be ticked off until you get in here Monday. Yeah, so I didn't see your tweet until I woke back up on Monday morning and started going through my timeline. And then I and then I... What was amazing was that you tweeted that you had eaten crap, uh-huh. eaten a piece of dog poo. And the responses were kind of tame, like, oh, that's pretty gross. Why would you admit that? Whatever. Like, even Jolt and Joe just put a gif of, like, somebody kind of half gagging. And I'm like, this is a monumental admission. <laughs> this is something that is so incredibly foul. Why are people going crazy over this? I thought the same thing. And I got a lot of quote tweets on it. Not necessarily the retweets where people... People were tagging other people in it, almost as if, like, to tag a friend who had done the same thing. And I think I found a weird niche of people that had once accidentally eaten dog crap myself. I couldn't confirm that. But it was almost like more of a sympathy, like, oh, man, that really stinks. Not of, what is wrong with you, you fat slob? (laughs) Mike Samter here, the producer of Tiki and Tierney, was like, yeah, you know, I can can sympathize with the morass. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) He's like, well, I was 
I was cleaning up my dog's poo one day, and then I tried to throw it out, and I, I thought I washed my hands, but then I ate a sandwich after it, and I realized that I still had some of my fingernail or something, and I bit it, and I, it was in my sandwich. Oh. And I'm like, that sounds pretty gross, but I'm like, now this is really weird. Now there's other people, yeah, that apparently have eaten dog feces. It's a weird cult. Not one I wanted to be a part of. No. But I am a part of it. I am embracing it. And I also think there was that... that f- I guess fraction of people, and this doesn't speak too highly of me, but probably looked at it was like, well, I mean, if anybody's going to eat dog crap off the ground, it's him. Totally. So we'll do that. But as you said, it is monumental. Like, I want to make people aware, again, this was dog crap, okay? Not that you stepped in that took 12 hoses and a popsicle stick to pick off your shoe. This went into my system, ingested, (laughs) and I thought it was a chocolate chip. Like, it wasn't Toll House. It was dog crap. And I ate it. It was... (laughs) It was the size of, like, a Toll House, or was it the size of, like, a blueberry? Yeah, like, it was definitely, and that should have tipped me off, because now I've replayed this thing. It's like I'm Mike Pereira under the hood, okay? It was slightly bigger than, obviously, the small chocolate chips that were in the granola bars, but I guess I just thought it was, because I had another piece easily break off into my mouth earlier. I guess I thought it was, you know, mainly chocolatey warm. chocolate chunk? Yes, 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 but it had, like, it all. You know how Chocolate Trip has, like, a little drizzle tip? You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. It kind of had, like, that's what I noticed. I'm like, okay, that's the chocolate chip. That's the piece of my granola bar, and that's definitely chocolate, and a dog can't have it. And it never occurred to me. First of all, this should also be my dog, too. You take a crap outside. Don't have a dingleberry stuck to your ass. Get it all out. Why, why, when you run, does it shake off onto the rug? Why did that happen? He should be to blame as well. Clean your ass and get in. How is he supposed to clean his ass? I see him all the time, wiping, you know, grabbing, wiping his ass along the grass. But I think the other thing is, we just got a new patio on the back of our apartment door, and there's less grass for him to go on, and there's kind of like rocks out there right now. It's kind of under construction, so maybe he felt rushed out there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he ran and dropped. Maybe he ran knowing that you were going to the the boat. Maybe. Yeah, and he, maybe he thought like he was going to go for a ride. He wanted to get you know a sip of water in and run back out. <laughs> He saw me pulling the cooler, but everything was just bad, man. Everything about it was bad. And it th- thankfully, it was a Sunday, and I didn't do that on my way to work because that would have ruined the whole day. At least I got to kind of, like, zone out, relax. And believe me, I had some cocktails, too, to tone that out. So the the dog comes back in and has a dingleberry hanging off of his ass, and it falls onto it falls. your carpet. What are the odds of that, too? Like, not only does it not go off in the grass, it doesn't stay on his ass. It actually falls right in the area I'm eating a granola <laughs> bar, like— the, the way the universe warped myself into that is just obscene and ridiculous. Like, what a tease. And it was a chocolate chunk size. Chocolate chunk size. And that was, you know, <laughs> if you can have a dingleberry a little bigger so I don't mistake it, maybe. Or a little smaller. Or a little smaller. Or here's an idea. How about I just have a piece of fruit for breakfast and not mm. a granola bar? Because if I'm eating an apple, I'm not looking down going, that's a piece of an apple. Well, that's an interesting point. Had you had bacon and eggs that morning, and, right. you, and, look, thi- and thi- you look down, you would not have thought it was a chocolate chunk. No, and I actually thought I was being healthy because I knew I'd packed a sandwich. And I knew I was going to have some beers on the boat and stuff. So I said, like, I don't need some kind of big, I don't need a bagel. I don't need a big breakfast of any kind. And I was trying to grab it and go quick. So a <laughs> granola bar just seemed like the perfect this will start my metabolism for the day. It's light, and it really backfired. Or if I had bought maybe oatmeal raisin, but the idea of chocolate, because a dog can't have chocolate, I had the worst thing for breakfast at the worst time, and the dog happened to have the perfect size morsel dingleberry fall off at the worst time, and it created something I can never recover from, which is the fact that now in America, I could say I've eaten dog crap. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen a dingleberry on your floor before, dog dingleberry? 
not on my floor. Definitely my dog, if its hair grows a little longer, will have a dingleberry hanging off its ass. <laughs> and I've had the I have we have special dingleberry scissors too that are not to touch food or paper or anything else. And we will cut a dingleberry off if we have to. But to fall off in that manner is just it's awful. So it's and aw- not even a piece of hair stuck to it. So it makes me almost wonder, was it not a dingleberry? Was it just a little 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 marble that was left after its poo that just rolled out of his ass? <laughs> it could have been, I guess. It could have been a full fledged turd. Well, it wasn't a. F- I've seen his turds because he takes some monster dumps for a Pomeranian, but this was whatever extra was left in there from the night before. It's disgusting, awful, and I've ingested it. That's side A. <laughs> <laughs> it comes a week after I fart on the BGP too. We're really getting far here. Oh, what do you got on side B here? Oh, we're gonna figure it out. Okay, side B is coming up now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. Not the poop-eating P, just the PGP. You just listened to 18 minutes of discussion about me eating dog crap. So here we are with side B. I guess we'll try to venture into something else. Pete, do you have any further, well, as we're joined by Pete the Body Baladi, Pete, anything further to add to uh, the dog dropping, the well, dipping well, dot? Well, the, the, you just opened it with the poop-eating P. If you restate what you just said, you mentioned poop-eating P. So that's a good way to go out, I guess. Oh, good point. <laughs> I, was, I, I will say that it's just I would not eat anything off the floor. Yeah, I, well, I definitely learned that lesson. So I think if that, in summation, we have figured out is that just no matter what, don't be lazy, don't eat any, eat anything off the floor. Kind of like how society evolves and and certain things you can't. Why well, haven't evolved, Pete? Right, certain things you can't say now that you could say years ago, and vice versa. The five second rule I think has been eliminated. I don't think you should. That should be enacted. I think it's a complete ban. Anything falls on the floor in the garbage. Too many, too much garbage going on on the floor. Speaking of garbage, before we get into more stuff behind the show, have you seen what's going on around CBS Sports Radio here with the garbage? Are you with aware of what's going on? Yes. Okay. So oh, yes. So yeah. just to let our listeners know on this little tidbit, and I'm Monday sure tradition. I'm sure this exists. In wherever you may be in other parts of the country, somewhere else this kind of system exists. Only within this week have we gotten an email from corporate, I guess, or somebody in the building that now New York City office buildings are required to separate their trash. Okay, separate it. Meaning we now have separate trash cans or some of the same trash cans with now label maker labels on them telling us like, you know, paper or regular trash here. Um, bottles and stuff here, which I get, like, there is recyclable, but I think it's even got more in-depth, like, other types of regular garbage have to be separated from garbage. I haven't really paid attention to these rules. I guess I should be, because who knows if I can get fined. But, when did, why does this exist, number one? Like, can trash just be trash? Taking recyclables out of this. Like, there's no reason to separate actual trash from separate trash. You can't tell me when it goes in the back of a garbage truck, Pete, that these people are going to drive this stuff to separate plants? I mean, what's going on here? I don't get. I don't get it really. I, I like. What are we separating? We separating paper with. You got to read the labels. I'm telling you, you're separating like certain types of trash, like pla- not like recyclable plastic, but it's like uh, I'm using paper and plastic wrong because those are recyclable this is for items. Office buildings. Yeah, maybe like food and beverage trash from like you know paper goods trash. It's oh, re- come on. I mean, what, what are we doing here? Come on, 
Come on. I'm not like why we all why do we always have to overthink every damn thing now? Everything. Interesting. Everything. We always overthink. And we always gotta go to the to the worst possible scenario or the best possible scenario. Oh, he smiled. Oh, this guy smiled at that girl. That guy likes that girl. That's not necessarily the case. You know, oh, like Peter, we digging up something from your past? No, here? I'm, just, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> this girl is smiling at that guy. Doesn't mean the guy, the girl wants to marry the guy. You know, like like. And that relates to trash. We're overthinking the trash. Is that what we're you're saying? We're overthinking trash. We're overthinking viewpoints. It's just let's just take a step back and relax, please. Everybody, everybody take a chill pill and Come calm down. Come on, just relax. Like like why does like everything I say now or everything I do now have to have a really long consequence? And it's, it's, People can't say innocuous things or they get over-scrutinized. It's just re- just enough. I've had it. I've had enough of that. I've had enough of all these 24-hour play, uh, news cycles and all that stuff. A pee, I mean, really? Come on, let's, uh, the trash. Like, come on. We have to go this crazy Is with this the trash. Is this Trash Tuesday? You're really going off here, Pete. Why well, trash the guy mo- mopping the floor at 12 o'clock? And you know better what my, be separating his trash now. You know what my punishment was? What? My punishment was on the train this morning. They decided to spray the entire concrete on the platform as I was walking up. So that was my punishment. Spray with what? Water. So that was my punishment. And you got soaked? My punishment was uh, water soaked concrete when I was walking up. Is that why you're dressed as Jimmy Buffett today? No, I'm I'm just like, I'm ready for a mob hit, basically. (laughs) Yes. Pete is wearing the shirt that Tony Soprano would wear on his Miami trips to go whack somebody off a boat. Yeah. Um, yes, okay, so so Pete let loose a little bit. Now, Pete, more in-depth behind the show here, if you listen to Tuesday or Wednesday's show, you might have noticed something that happened for the first time ever in this time slot. There was no guest for three hours, which <laughs> makes me as a producer look really lousy. Now, to defend ourselves here, I by the time my head hit the pillow Tuesday night to wake up for Wednesday morning show, I had not one but two guests booked for the show. One was a class reunion with Frank Viola, 30 years since the Minnesota Twins in 1987. Great little spot. Uh, he is a pitching coach out for the Las Vegas 51s, who obviously play on the West Coast. So by the time I went to bed, they were still playing their game. And uh, a PR person got back to me saying, because today was a day off, he actually needs to push it back and can he do it next week? Okay, fine. But nothing I could do there when I get that email 2.30 in the morning Eastern time to fix it and replace that. I still had Marlon Wayne's book, and we've had Marlon Wayne's on the show before. We just had his brother Sean in here a month or two ago in studio, and they have several things they want to promote. He has a new sitcom coming out. He has a new movie on Netflix. He has stand-up dates. So his PR people we have a pretty good relationship with, and they came to me, hey, we'd love to get Marlon back on the show. They set it up for today. Great. Uh, as a producer, we call that stepping in in poo, if you will. <laughs> Because that means I have a guest pitched to me. I didn't have to look for the guest. Now, we're talking about stepping in, not eating it. Not eating it. Great point. We have him lined up. He's ready to come on at 1040 Eastern time on the show today. There, uh, The PR person calls me to set it up and patch him through. They've called us. We're on the other line waiting. DA has promoted it. And now he won't answer the phone. He's nowhere to be found. We end up having to push back the spot. We're thinking maybe it's going to happen in the last hour. I get another call. Long story short... They, at the time the show ended at noon Eastern, were unaware of where Marlon Wayans was. Oh. And this dates back to, I'm using dates back a lot, that's a crutch, I guess. Sean Kemp, who we had booked on the show back during the basketball post, disappeared. And we still haven't heard from him. He'd answer me, I'm all in, ba ba ba, texted me back, everything. And he went on our missing poster wall. Here we have a DA show, Missing Persons. 
And Sean Kemp is still up there. I don't know if we we might have given up the search, as they say. <laughs> if you haven't found him in the first 48 hours, you aren't likely to it's find him. It's become a uh, yeah missing missing persons case. Is, it gets suspended. Right. So I hope Marlon Wayne's missing person case, for our sake, does not get suspended. And we get Marlon Wayne's on the show because he would have been really funny. But I want to take this time to personally apologize for the DA show listeners who may like our guest spots and enjoy them and know that I left you empty-handed on Wednesday. But from a producer's point of view, if we're talking behind-the-show stuff, there's really nothing you could do in that scenario. If stuff's no. lined up and it falls through, I mean, well, I can't snap my fingers and, you know, wave a rabbit to come out of I the know hat. It, hap- it happens once every so often, and it's going to happen. But my thing is, is these agencies that come to you with guest ideas. Okay. And they make the pitch, and they say, we're going to have this guy, would you like him on? Right, which happens a lot. People like to pitch getting guys on because they're trying to promote certain things, and we have no problem promoting if we get a good interview out of it. Right, right. That's fine. You know, we, we, we um, uh, you know, Marlon Wayne wants to come on and talk about his new show. You know, come on, we talk about everything. Right. Talk about his new show, you know. Especially but, our show is a forum, not just sports it's related. More, it's for entertainment right. purposes, and we, and I feel like this business is heading toward the sports entertainment side of it. It hasn't been there already, but. Yes. But, um. The problem I have is when they set it up and then the and then the guy bails. Shouldn't that be your your ultimate thing that needs to be taken care of? Uh, like I know like tours get canceled and everything. But well, you would think I would think personally, and I'm not trying to point fingers because no, no, this person I will not mention them by name because they are very good to the show. Good. Like we all of them are, pr- are very good that we work with. In my point of view, if I'm on the other end of that, if I'm in PR or whatever, my mindset would be if I set up some kind of radio interview or a radio tour or a TV interview t- TV tour. I would say maybe in the morning might be a little different. So maybe let's adjust this to a half an hour, not an hour. A half an hour before I'm getting in touch with someone, so to say, hey, remember, we have this at this time. You're good to go. Okay, I'll call you back in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. I think just sitting back, let's say she or he set up or reminded the person about the interview the night before, I, I think that's still a little risky. You want to make sure the person's woken up and all this other stuff well, and ready to go. Text, you want to call them an hour before. You just want to have make sure you have some kind of contact back instead of, Calling at the time of the interview and going, boom, there's nowhere to be found. I, I think that that's like that's like us um, deciding, hey, we're going to cut some audio, but we don't have the, you know, <laughs> right. We don't have the necessary tools for it. I right. Mean, it, it, you need to have your ducks in a row, and if so that if you get to ten o'clock and you're not hearing from him, you're you're giving your heads up like, hey, exactly, here's what's going on. Now, Pete, right, real quick before I let you go, I got to get your thoughts on this because you really didn't chime in when we did the segment on Wednesday. The Saskatchewan Centennial. What, what is, is the name it? here? Sasquatch Centennial. The Sasquatch Tennial, or yeah. it's not the Sas. It's Sasquatchennial. Sasquatch. Saskakuna. Centennial. Centennial. It's something like that. It's 150 years that they made up a name for up in Warwick, New York, DA's hometown. And we went over the the events, which are just they're reaching the stretch for four days there. And I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. And I know where you're putting that clip on the Facebook page, Facebook dot Facebook dot com slash the DA show. Or YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Pete, to chime in on that, I brought up a point, and I was entirely serious about this. I know we were having fun. I would have to look at, the, I guess, the Wikipedia of Warwick, New York, to find out how many more famous people could have grown up, went to Warwick High School or whatever it is, than DA. That's a bad job. Right? Man. Wouldn't you, like, look up, like, people, like, if, if you're the, uh, I guess, committee or council of Warwick, New York, and you're doing the celebration, celebrating 150 years of the town, 
When you do a little research on, well, did we have anybody make something of themselves from this town? Like Google search af- actors that came from Warwick, New York. Well, Actresses. Something. Just, or just people from Warwick, New York. Right. Even if it's somebody who happened to make a residence there for one apple picking season, right? right? Or- you had DA grow up there, went to high school there, and believe me, I'm not trying to make DA out to be a, you know Bob Costas here, but the guy's had a pretty successful career at this point and currently is a national midday host at a national network, CBS, what everybody knows, here we are, CBS Sports Radio. He's going up against Dan freaking Levitard and Dan Patrick every day. He grew up in your little hometown. He's on the NFL Network all the time. He's on TV more times than we can count. We might not like some of his corny jokes he has on those NFL Network shows, but they're jokes nonetheless. He came from your freaking town, and you're celebrating 150 years of your town. And you can't call this guy up and say, hey, do you got a jello mold you can bring to us? Well, Have you wave out a well, Corvette on the parade, yeah. something? Do line dancing with who? The Shinnecocks or the, the fiddlers on the <laughs> roofs? Whoever they were? But let's, let's, let's just say this. This town has nothing. There's nothing going on in this town. Obviously. So this, even more of a reason. This leads me to believe that there's no one that's able to research that's on this committee. Oh, about come this on, town. Pete. Everybody's got Google on their phone I know, now. I know, I know. But I am not defending it. I'm just saying that that, that would be their, their excuse, I think. Well, yeah. they had time to have somebody make a time capsule 50 years ago in anticipation of this. They right. didn't figure out between now and then, let's do a little research. Look, look, when your whole town can go home in one car, you know that <laughs> it, nothing is really happening there. So they got to get on the ball. And, and, and they, even if they're sitting on, they're, uh, they don't have a train there. Even if they're in the passenger seat of, of a car, they, they're checking on their phones if they have phones. They're checking on what's going on in Warwick, who came from Warwick, even a family from Warwick, who's lived in Warwick for 150 years. How about that? Right, that's a great point, you know, Pete. Like, 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 like people have passed on, like they haven't left Warwick. It I was just to see Fiddlers. I, I, there's a Burger King. You know what? You're you know right. What, you know what been good? The Burger King chef. The oh, King. You know, the, the, that mask. Because he was the only fast... Get right. that guy in here. Pete, I you love know, your planning. I, I, I come think on. we found another niche for you. Get, come on. Get, get that guy in here. Yeah. Pete. You br- you're gr- you're spot on here. They did this whole event for four days. They had four days to come up with stuff, and they got mustache contests, and like I said, the Jello molds, right, and do, what, what, you know, dance on. parties in your pajamas, and the fireworks. And I get it. All that stuff is cool and great. There's nothing that actually is a hat tip to the town. You could have saved a lot of money if you did your research, and they didn't. They have took 150 years of Warwick, New York, and all they're doing is celebrating 150 years generically. With like you know old it's facial awful. hair and everything, it's they're not celebrating war with you. Might New as well York. not celebrate it, right? I just, think they dropped the ball here. Just have a night out at Burger King. Have a night, have a night out in Burger King. And Pete, that is where we will leave a PGP that is spanned from me mistaking a chocolate chip for dog crap all the way to Warwick, New York, not doing their research. If that is not as good a podcast as it gets on Play Dot, it's I'd want to listen platform. too, right? Uh, you have to listen. And by now, you already have listened. So what the heck am I talking about? Uh, you can follow Pete on Twitter. CBS PDB. You can follow me at Mirage CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 